we are live on Twitch and we will, I'm going to push a couple buttons and then we will start the show. Are you an idiot? So who wants to be an idiot? So here we are. Thank you. Bye bye. You are listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Welcome, everybody, to episode 158 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. The longest-running used-to-be Anthem podcast, but now carried on by two of our hosts because we enjoy talking about video games and other things that are happening in our lives. And today, we are joined by a very special guest, Tony Munoz of Woolum Games, creator of The Last Soul. Uh, Tony, welcome to the show. We really appreciate you being here today. Uh, we really appreciate that you invite me for the second time uh, to, to the show. And I'm excited to give you the, the, the news about Last Soul. Awesome. Well, we had a really good chat last time. So it, it is a pleasure to have you back. It's fun talking with you about video games. And hopefully we'll be able to chat about other things like WandaVision. And you, as everyone knows, probably by looking at your camera screen, you are a huge comic book fan. So we'll talk about uh, WandaVision and all that fun stuff after we give you a chance to talk about The Last Soul. Um, but really quick, today is February 3rd, it's episode 158, and we, before we start off talking with Tony, we like to thank all of our patrons who support us um, in this weird little podcast that we do. So we would like to thank Julius, Nathan B., Michael R., Trent B., Man and Still, Scout69, Dragonheart76, Jeffrey H., The Gameplay Experience, RZ and Phaedron, thank you so much for supporting us. And we like to say thank you for everyone that's hanging out in chat. Um, Rusted, all the way from Japan, hanging out on his lunch break, I assume. Rusted, thanks for always uh, watching us from the other side of the planet. So thank you for being here. So for all of you that do not know, Tony is the game director for the, an indie title called The Last Soul. Um, Tony, do you want to give a quick high-level explanation of what Last Soul is? Yeah, uh, Last Soul is a 2D pixel art action shooting platformer game. I think that's the, the best way to resume everything. And I, I, and I know it because I, I've been working today on the definition. So I, I have it like in my mouth, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And uh yeah, that's uh that's the game uh where we mix uh some kind of uh of uh retro fashion style that we we really love and, and we talked before with you uh and uh, and trying to combine that with uh you know I, I love the the games where I can shoot a lot and uh and where we have some technology and stuff around robots. And uh, yeah, so we decided to to combine this with with a beautiful pixel art, and uh, and the result has been really amazing. I think that uh, for if, if we have any doubt, like two weeks ago, uh, after the the release of of the of the player test, it has been really really amazing the the, the push that we are having for for the gamers community. So yeah, that's that's the last soul. And it's more to discover in a, in a few weeks. Awesome. So so what was it like when you guys were ready to like, all right, here we go. We're going on Steam. We're live. Were you guys just like hovering over that launch button and then just waiting for all the feedback to come in? Like kind of take us where you were at that time whenever you guys hit, when you hit go. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Like when you have your first son and you are dropping it in the school for the first time, 
it is something like, okay, you've been prepared for it, but you never know how it's going to be. And uh, you are in a way terrified, you know? And um, yeah, it was like every day we check, okay, and recheck and recheck everything. Um, if Steam, there is, there is one bad thing about Steam that they need to check your, your release date uh, two weeks before. So if we pass that, that that period we have to go another week and another week because we wanted to release on on thursday which is the best day to release and uh it was something like if we get to that point we need to move an, another week so we move another week two times twice and uh and at the end it was like yes i think we have a, a great thing let's release it and let's hear the the critics of the of, of the gamers and uh yeah we know that there were things that they they uh, that they will suggest, but at the end, the experience was was really better than that uh, my expectations. But for a long, so yeah, we're happy. That's awesome. So what was it like? Because I noticed um, there was a lot of people streaming the the demo. So what was it like watching people? Like play your game on stream. How was that? That's that's amazing. That's really amazing. It makes you laugh. It makes you you know cry sometimes. Uh, but a good crying, you know, yeah. like like a proud crying. And um, and I, I I think that the reception. The, the the good thing is that basically all these people uh, are people that has been following us on Discord on Twitter, they know where the, all the process of developing this game, we have making a very good relation with, with, with these people as well. Uh, they are always asking us, how is the game? How, how is the progress? How, what news do you have, guys? We want to support you. We have feel a lot of, you know, that beautiful feeling and they have expressed as well on, on, their, on their Twitch and, and YouTube. You know, it's so unusual that a developer is going to share with you, I mean, with the streamer or with the gamers, the process of creating a game and, and open to listen to suggestions, listen to new ideas, listen to what we know from our experience for our long experience playing games and that, that we can give you something else that you can use in, the, in your development. So, uh, yeah, I think that it has been... The community of gamers is, I think, is amazing by definition. I think I, I, the, the, the hater part is not acceptable on Twitch, on streaming, which that's a thing that I love, that you ban somebody that is not behaving the right way. I love that, that kind of things. And these people are like, okay, let me contribute. Let me... When, when it, the, the 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 perception is that, and we expected that, and they all expected that was your the game is going to have box. This is not the official release. This is just a player test. It's like a field test of the game. It's just two levels of forty levels that we are planning to do. So this is just a, let me see what is your reaction, and the reaction has been people laughing, people loving the music, people loving the character, uh, the, the, the fans of Bob, 
Uh, the guy is really um, loved by the ladies. And uh, it, it has been great. It, I, I, th I think that, that this has been fantastic. So, and uh, th th there was a, a streamer, uh, a girl streamer that I loved when she mentioned, I love this game because this game is like a Super Mario Bros mixed with uh, technology and this is, and, and shooting, and this is amazing. And the other thing was that an experience that I thought that may take that, that could take a, a, a person, I don't know, uh, 50 minutes, it turns out to be one hour, one hour, 30 minutes. So, and and people is always saying, I never get bored about the game. So I, wa I was killed, I, I, I got killed, but then it was like, okay, I'm gonna try it again. Oh, I'm gonna try again. And then this is the last time. Oh, this is the last time. No, no, now it is the last time. And, and people try, try, try. And um, yeah, seeing people laughing, seeing people enjoying the game has been oof, a blast, dude. Really a blast. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, when I when I got a chance to finally play, like the the first thing that I noticed while playing was how smooth the player control is. Um, I always felt like I was in control of the player, and that's something that's really important for a game like this because there are. I mean, I can see down it, you know, down the line how technical the game can be. Because at some points, I imagine it's going to be like a bullet hell game where there's just, you know, the screen is going to be full with projectiles that I have to dodge. Oh, so, yeah. So yeah. I was I was pleased to see that it did handle very well. Was there one particular part of the demo? Because in my mind, there's one particular part of the demo that's pretty difficult um, to get past for the first time. Was there one section where you're like, okay, this is going to be a pain for everyone. And did you do that on purpose? Because I, for uh... me... Yes. Okay. Uh, yes, and, and I know. You know, because because the thing is that when when I when I make the things, it is something like oh, uh, sometimes it's really difficult to make a game where you 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 it, it is not too easy like for people to get in boring and not too complicated or too difficult for people to get in boring and say oh this is so frustrating you know dude I don't want to play this game. So I was trying to move people, like uh, showing how to how to play the game slowly, and uh, and and the other thing that was challenging was because I, I want to present all the features, all the features of the game in less than I don't know ten minutes, yeah. and it was really difficult. Uh, and and some people feels, oh my god, this is like a lot of information, and I agree, it's a lot of information, but I wanted to present it how much we can do with with this game. And in that moment, when I say, okay, now I give you all the tools, then you're going to have a challenge. And that was what, with the, in the moment where you are in the first level and then you have to, okay, 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 I have to get focused on, on this. But people is starting to see how the tools are working. They are using the tools in some way, in some really creative way that they are giving me ideas for the next levels, because I never considered use the tools as they were using it. And I think it has been fantastic for us because this is the feedback that I want. Is you know, when you are creating a game, you are always trying to play to play and try the things that you know. Because okay, I, I, I'm shooting. Okay, let me try shooting, 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 shooting. Oh, let's shield. Okay, let me try shields. But then these people combining the components, now they're showing you I can do more with this with the tools that you're giving me. And then that's, 
starting in my in my head to say, oh, this could be good for the next level. Oh, I can combine this for the next level. And uh, I think that was this is one of the strengths of you know having a close contact with your gamers and you know without afraid saying let's try this you go try the game and uh let me see what what can i get from that and yeah that's just being yes you're going to have challenges answering your question you're going to have uh, yeah big challenges i think that first level design was actually very very well done the tutorial pieces i mean it felt it didn't feel out of place for me it felt like okay I've mastered the jump. Now let's move on to the double jump. Now I've mastered the sprinting, right? So that was a great progression. And I think the level design of that first level was actually done really, really well. The first couple encounters, you're like, okay, I can get this, shoot here, dodge these bullets. And then you move on to that part that Steve is probably talking about where you have, you know, three different enemy types, different weapon types coming at you. Um, Died a few times, not going to lie. It was kind of tough to kind of figure out the timing because that, that's what gamers do, right? We play it. We figure out, okay, this comes here, jump here, shoot there, dodge this, do that. Um, it was a little bit challenging, but like you said, that carrot was still out in front of you. You still wanted to go get it and complete it. I really enjoyed that first level. The, uh, the second level boss fight was fun, very different, very new. Um, you know, found out how to do that one pretty well and, and progressed through there, so... Overall, really well done. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, like you said, the character is someone that you can that you can kind of get behind and kind of, oh, yeah, I, I like this guy. The beginnings of the story were very, very well done. I'm intrigued by the story. Um, definitely sounds like I want to finish it and kind of see where this goes with all the AIs and kind of how, you know, we're going to overcome this stuff. So so very well done. I, I definitely I definitely enjoyed it all. Um, so what can you tell us is next? Um, well, the next is, is step was, uh, will be, it is, in fact, it is because I'm working on it right now. Uh, well, the, the, we wanted to, to test this in the field and confirm that people will like the game. Mm -hmm. So now we know, now we know because when you finish the second level, everybody that is finished the second level is saying, yeah. And when, it was it was a, a great uh, Twitcher uh, streamer that says, uh, "Okay, to be continued now." <laughs> it was no, it's not going to, it's not going to continue now. When you when you see the phrase "to be continued," is it's because it's not going to continue right now. Uh, so, um, but for everyone, it was the same thing. They they could have been playing for more than an hour, just two levels. And, and they get there and they say, what? No other level? So um, we're still we're still uh, defining what will be the, the first, uh, the, the next steps. And it's going to be more related to um, how we're going to get the, the funding, what ways we can we can get the funding. So now we're starting the conversations with, uh, with, with, uh, with the publishers. And presenting the idea, but but of course now it's presenting the idea with a product that was tested on field and which was an, an amazing an amazing result. I think that for for today and and we have just three weeks, we have more than seven thousand downloads, which has been really it's it's a really good number, and uh, which which shows that you know people is interested to, at least to try the game. 
So depending on what the investors are going to, to uh, the publishers or investors are, uh, will say to us, uh, we're going to, um, to continue the, the production of this. Um, no matter investors will come or not, publishers, sorry, will come or not, we have the, the plan of delivering five levels uh, as soon as possible for everybody. So as, as I mentioned to you, our plan is to have at least 40 levels. And we want to create the first five levels of the game. And, um, and the plan about what we're going to do is something that we are still figuring out but we want to have these five levels in a period between one or two months and have them ready for, for everybody. But of course, if the, the publishers get in and we can hire more people to, to help us, in particular for the pixel art, the pixel art is, I, I think that, that we make like a good statement about the pixel art style. And now we have, we want to keep it or in, in making look even better so um we need we need resources for that and uh but our goal is to create these four, four more uh, levels i get to say that the level that you saw like the boss level it, it was not of course the, the next level as as you can imagine as part of the story it makes no sense that you immediately go to a boss it, it was like look what we can do with bosses it's that that was like a presentation of a boss, uh, but now we are we want to continue with make the 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 storyline continue the storyline, which will be the moment with Bob is going down to the earth, and then well, I can say no more. <laughs> <laughs> well, also Tony, the last time we talked, um, we were you were talking about building this demo. It seems like you guys made this incredibly fast. Um, has your team increased in size since the last time we spoke? Because I believe last time we talked, there was maybe four of you working on the we, game in some fashion. We we, we talk in in November or um, in December. I think it was in November. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, the team added one person. What one more person? Which I'm very happy uh, because it is the guy that. Uh, decided to be in charge of the social media, of pushing the Discord channel, who has been great. I mean, uh, this guy started on on um, uh, December the 1st. I think it was exactly December the 1st. And uh, which is well, Pocky, that, that you see on the, on our Discord. And, and this guy, you know, pushed the pedal and uh, for a Discord that we have, we have like dormant. Uh, after two months, we are we are close to the three hundred uh, uh, followers, which has been great, really great. And uh, and because it has been the best way to communicate with everybody at the same time. And uh, that's that's the only difference. Now about the art and about the rest, it hasn't been really. We, we were pretty much ready. Uh, in terms of the art, we made some changes for some animations, but it was like more testing, like how do you feel the game good? You know, what yep. you mentioned a moment ago, which was I was playing and I feel the controls 
correct. I feel that when if if I use the the keyboard and jump, it was the right jump to do. Not you know not a pixel up or a or a pixel down. Make it feel as the, the best that we could. And uh, but it was just that uh, for 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 December all the month of the month of December we have all the art ready. It was just setting the 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 things to to the best we can. Awesome, and I, and I I can imagine that adding that other person to handle the social media has been huge because social media is tough. I mean. It seems yeah. like you would probably consume most of your time just staying on top of what's trending. How do I get, you know, last soul out there? What do I need to attach to? What streamers do I need to follow to get? I mean, that's a tough yeah. job. So I, I'm sure you're probably sleeping a little bit easier that you don't have to handle all of that because that's tough to do. Probably. And like we talked last time, you were doing that across multiple platforms on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and everywhere else. And pretty soon you'll have a lasso TikTok, I can imagine. But um, that's awesome. That, oh, you already do <laughs> have do. a lasso TikTok. Okay. Yeah, I already I got to go find that now. So, I mean, that that's awesome. I'm super excited, Tony, for to hear the update. I think doing this on in early access and having that that demo out there is like the best way to develop games right now because like you said you tap into what players expect and what they want early on in development that helps inform like you guys going forward on what is working what's not working and you know for a lot of the games that we have played that have done that it has been very very successful and beneficial for those teams so um well, and even yeah, even the Discord server, I, I am a lurker on a lot of Discord servers, and your Discord server has blown up, and there's a lot of people chatting and being excited about Last Soul. And and I think that's awesome, because I think you guys are, are making a, a really fun game that my kids um, got to play and had a lot of fun with going through the demo also. Um, and they, they, they did. They, they watched me play <laughs> through it first, and I was like, hey, can we play? I was like, of course you guys can play. So they jumped in. They died a lot. <laughs> Cause they, <laughs> they, they tried to pass the, uh, the, it's the robot that shoots the big giant spread out. Um, so they died a lot on that until they finally, my oldest was able to pass it, but they had a lot of fun, even though that they were dying, they just really enjoyed jumping around and using the jetpack to, um, to get up and get to places. So they told, they made sure I explored every inch of the ship. They made sure I went to every corner. So they love exploring. <laughs> so they go over there, dad. So they had a lot of fun playing it also. Um, and they were excited. I said, "Hey, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna talk to the person that's making this game on on Wednesday." So they were pretty excited about that, also. Oh, nice. But cool, Tony. So we're excited to hear more about Last Soul. And again, we would always love to have you back on your next milestone because we love talking to you about Last Soul and everything else. So, is there is there? I guess would you like to tell everyone listening where they can go to find more information on Last Soul, where they can download the demo? and where they need to follow you on Twitter to stay up to date? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, the, 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 the first thing is to download The Last Soul, which you have it on Steam. So um, you just go to Steam and go Last Soul. The other option, of course, uh, which is, is really important for us because, as I mentioned to you, is the communication with, the, with our followers, with the fans, is the Discord. Uh, the Discord definitely is is the place where where we can 
chat and because anyone that can make a suggestion can add it to another suggestion, which can make things even bigger. And to discover both of them, the best way is Twitter, uh, which is uh, our Twitter is Wulung Games. Uh, very simple, W-U-L-U Games. U-M, uh, sorry, U-M Games. And um, and there you have all the information because we're constantly posting about about that. And, um, and the other thing is that we are also... In, in a way, like repaying for all the support that our um, is, is tr the, that the streamers are are making, and I know that it's a tough work to you know get to to everybody. Uh, these are not the huge streamer with millions of followers. We but but we have a social media to support us to, to support them. Then we are trying as well to promote them. Uh, when they when they do something related to to La Soul, and we are really enjoying mm -hmm. this relation. So yeah, go to Twitter, Wulung uh, Games, and there you will get the the links to the Discord and to download the game. Awesome, and I will include all of those links in our show notes so that anyone that's on there, you know, listening on their on the what do they call them their phones yeah so anyone's i was gonna say ipod <laughs> but no one listens on ipods anymore that's not even a thing people have so i'll put all the links in the show notes so people can have access to that so that'll cool. be awesome so cool so let, we'll move on we'll, we're gonna stop talking about last soul and we'll give tony a break really quick because i really tony i also want to find out what else you're doing besides developing a video game because i imagine you have to take breaks sometime to do to do normal life things but we're gonna go we're gonna kick it to mike real quick and mike you're gonna tell us what you've been up to this week and i'm gonna write this down so i don't mess up my show my uh timestamps again yeah, make sure you get time times written down. So this week, um, been plugging along, playing more VR stuff, um, doing uh, Beat Saber and progressing there, um, playing a little bit more with VR and trying to not throw up, which is sometimes challenging, but most mostly it's good. Uh, the kiddos and I are playing it. Um, we probably play every day. Um, definitely getting excited with that and having fun with that, and it's kind of a fun thing to do. Um, my oldest has his buddies over and they do beat saber parties and it's fun to watch them play VR and swing their arms around and act kind of silly at times. And they're actually getting pretty good and it's kind of fun to secretly record them playing and dancing and, and kind of teasing them about it later. So that's kind of fun. Other than that, nothing too exciting. Um, plugging along with school. WandaVision is the thing that we're doing. Um, playing around in the stock market is something that we're doing that we'll probably talk about a little bit later because, you know, that whole thing is happening and trying to jump in on that and just trying to be a part of, right, just so we can tell our kids when we're older that we were around when when GameStop took over the world, right, because that's totally what it's going to do, Demolition Man style. So so we're excited for that to happen. They'll be but the Taco kind Bell of... of key, Steve. Yeah. They'll, they'll be nothing, the Taco Bell of Demolition going on, so. Cool. Yeah. So real quick, I don't have much going on other than I'm playing through Half-Life Alex. I'm finally finishing that up. I'll probably finish that up this this month. And man, like talk about like the coolest VR experience ever. Half-Life Alex. Everyone should get it. I hope everyone should get it. I guess you have to buy a headset to get it. So everyone, if you don't have a headset, go buy a headset so you can play Half-Life Alex because it's pretty amazing. So and other than that, like Mike said, we're just playing with stocks and we're losing money playing with stocks. So 
It's just like GameStop, right? Like you you buy you buy a stock really high, then you go to trade it in, and you're like, no, sorry, it's worth it's only worth like two dollars now. You were you were too late. So we're doing that whole thing. So Tony, when you are not designing and developing a video game, like what are you doing? Are you playing other games? Do you have other games that you like have to get through or reading more comics, playing the guitar? I didn't notice you had a guitar back there. Are you a guitar player also? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was, I, I studied guitar on, on, um, I mean, classical guitar, uh, for, for long years. And, uh, and then I have a mother problem with my hand and I couldn't play anymore, uh, which I really appreciate because now I have the culture of uh, an instrument that I really love, uh, but but I'm doing something I think that is way cooler. Um, so the other things that I, that I do, yeah, the guitar is definitely one. I have a band of friends around that we always, well, we used to play on Fridays, and uh, right now we can't for the moment at least. But we are crazy to do it again. And um, the other things, I, I I really like to have more time to play more games and to support, uh, uh, you know, other, other indie games. What, what I'm doing right now is basically I see the game and say, okay, I'm going to purchase the game and then I'm, gonna, I'm going to play. It has been like I never play it. And uh, I'm, I'm trying at least to, to play the gender, uh, the genre of, of uh, sorry, the genre of, of the game that is closer to what we are doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it has been really difficult. Uh, for, for the last, I can tell you, two months, it has been like no time for playing. No, almost not at all. And, and the other thing I love too is to, is to read. I love to read. And uh, I don't know if you see it, but there, there is in the back here. It was a, it was a beautiful mm-hmm. gift from from a Christmas from from my wife, which was all the the original art of Star Wars. And oh, dude, it's so beautiful book. It's of of uh, uh, Mr. McQuarrie, and it's beautiful to read the stories from everything and see the original art and how they did Star the first Star Wars where they don't have all the technology that they have and discovering everything is it has been fantastic so I yeah I really love to read try to read during the weekends but has been really difficult for yeah. the last six eight weekends it has been really difficult but yeah this 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 and and of course watching one division yeah. That's that's a thing that it's it's my Friday. It, it, before it was uh, um, um, the Mandalorian, as you can imagine, uh, where I cry on the last uh, on the last episode of the last season. I literally cry, and uh, it was really amazing. I'm not gonna spoil anything, but dude, if you haven't seen that, you got to see that. Uh, it was very. I enjoyed to do that with my with my son and say, "Oh no, it can't be!" It was so amazing, and uh, yeah, I'm a geek. What what can I tell you? It's... No, my uh... well, you're in good company because because Steve cried too. He cried a lot. He called me on the phone crying. I can just. He's cry. like, Mike, did you see it? I'm like, what are you talking about? I ain't nothing happened. Steve was just bawling. So don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah. 
You should no, never feel bad to cry. I'm proud. <laughs> um, so also, um, so Rusted in the chat, he had, he had mentioned, he's like, well, I know what he's doing because of all the comics in the background. So Rusted actually translates comics into Japanese from Western markets for that market over there. So Rusted in the chat is, um, he, he reads a lot of comics as well. Um, just wanted to throw that out there. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Rusted for translating comics. That's gotta be tough, but it so, have to be different. and also like, I'll, I will admit like I would think I was in my twenties before I realized that a lot of the backgrounds in Star Wars were actually painted, and I, and I was like, I don't know, I don't, I don't remember what I must have been watching like some special. And like when you see like the backgrounds of like Star Destroyers, and to me it was just like, oh yeah, I don't know how they made that, but there's a Star Destroyer, and they're like, no, these are matte paintings that they actually painted. And I was like, but it looks so real. How do I don't understand? <laughs> It does not compute not, in my brain. I'm not painting in a computer. They were painted, yeah. literally painting. That's cool. I mean, those paintings have to be somewhere, right? Like, there has to be a giant painting of, like, the side of the Death Star somewhere that someone could find and well, buy. Uh, according to that book that I'm reading, they are all in a in a place in the, in the, in the Skywalker Ranch, I think, uh, which is, I don't know, in San Francisco or around San Francisco. And uh, yeah, th what they did was that uh, when the when the episode seven went out, that JJ JJ Abrams went to the to that place to check out what was the original things and sketches and everything related to Star Wars. Then they decided he and George Lucas decided to why don't we take pictures of this for the fans because this is something so amazing that we we have to share it. And that's why they they collected all that and they created that those books that, that are really really beautiful. beautiful that's very books. cool. So we need to plan a heist to the Skywalker Ranch <laughs> in yeah. order to and get some you, of you and every other person who wants to get a hold of that art. I'm yeah. pretty sure that a lot of people is going to yeah we, we, we yeah we're going to be a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> they can't and, stop and sure us all. Tried. I'm sure it's been tried. So. I don't know. We we tried to raid Area 51 and that didn't happen. Maybe we just need to raid this guy. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. All right. Should we talk about a couple news things before we talk about WandaVision? We should. So There are some news things we can talk about. Let's get into it. All right. I got to talk to you about something. All right, thanks, Keanu, for reading us in for the news. So a couple big things have happened this week. The news has been a little slow. But uh, Google shuts down their internal Stadia game studios, which was kind of surprising to some, not surprising to others. And this is an article that I pulled from Polygon. And the article says that Google is shutting down its internal game development studios tasked with making video games for Stadia. The company's game streaming platform, Stadia GM and Vice President Phil Harrison announced the closure of Stadia Games and Entertainment on Monday on the Stadia blog. And just some quick highlights, because I don't want to read through the whole thing. I'm sure a lot of people already know what has happened. But there's about 115, 150 developers now that will either be relocated within Google or they will, they're free to look for other work, but... Ultimately, it came down to the exponential cost of making a triple A video game was too much. 
So they decided instead of focusing on that, they were going to focus on third-party um, studios coming over to their platform. So this was kind of big news because when Stadia kindly finally ramped up, the big thing was, okay, how do you get people over to your program? How do you get them in your ecosystem? And exclusive games was one of the big things that they had focused on. And currently that is not going to happen. So the future for Stadia is unclear. They said that they're going to continue to work on it. We don't know exactly what that means or in what capacity, but that's something that I guess we'll just have to see. I don't know if Tony, as a as someone on the other side of the industry, like if you have insight or thoughts on Stadia, I mean, I imagine that you would love to bring your game to as many platforms as possible. Was a cloud platform, a cloud service ever in consideration for Last Soul? Hmm. Well, the consideration for Last Soul is to have it not just on PC and Mac for Steam, but also on Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch. A lot of people is asking on Switch, to be yeah. honest. Uh, but what kind of consideration we could have uh, about using clouding services on the on the game? I, I really don't know, but. What I can tell you is that we are trying to integrate the game with uh, with Twitch. That's one of the of, of, of our main goals right now is to try and to it's not just we don't want an experience only for you know uh, uh, watching a guy playing a game, but that maybe you can help him or help her. Uh, so, but yeah, no, I, I really don't. To be honest, I, I really don't don't get too much information about 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 this. And the last, as I mentioned, the last two months has been crazy. But yeah, we'll yeah. see what what is going to happen with these guys. But hopefully, we will see Lasso on the Switch sometime because it would be the perfect platform for it. I mean, it it seems like every time we talk about a video game, someone's like, "Yeah, but the Switch would be the perfect platform." Maybe we're just <laughs> learning that the Switch is the perfect platform, and everyone should own a Switch. Maybe that's what I'm learning more of. So, I I, I think that people love to that they they can move themselves with the Switch wherever they they, they go. So that's a really high point for for switch I, I gotta tell that that's definitely a very cool point i eventually need to finally get one so mike you added a news story here about some vr do you want us hit up hit us with some yeah, VR so, knowledge? so you know because i'm a vr expert now you right because i've played for about six days um i'm not a vr expert well one of the things that i've been following um with with oculus is that is that oculus launched sorry i can't speak Oculus has launched an app lab for their platform. And basically what it does is it gives developers an opportunity to demo things that they're doing to, to kind of put product out there without having to go through Oculus's um, official um, screening process to kind of help with development and getting user input and feedback, kind of like what kind of like what we were talking about. Um, earlier in the show to, to get um, user feedback to figure out how developers can best um, put out product. It helps with um, without it helps in side loading. It helps to kind of avoid that having to go through third party stuff. Um, it's a neat feature. I haven't played with it yet. Like I say, it was just 
It was just announced yesterday. So I'm going to check it out from app. Um, it's called App Lab and it's by Oculus developed for their for their platform. And and it's see one of the things that they say here is that they've taken steps to reduce the technical requirements and virtual reality checks to make submissions as simple as possible in order to promote a safe, secure and positive experience. App Lab apps are required to comply with App Lab policies and 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 all that stuff there. But it's a great way to get um, stuff out there, to get it in front of players, to test it, to try it, to comment on it, to improve it. Um, and I think it's actually going to help out. Um, one of the things that I've noticed is that there doesn't seem to be a ton of content out there. Um, and I think this is going to help kind of really um, procure that content and make it better for everybody involved. So definitely check that out if you're if you're into the uh, VR scene. So as long as they make it easier to develop apps for VR, then we should technically have more to play, right? So it's, that's it kind seems of the like goal there. That, that should trend, right? That that should make sense. So we'll see. Tony, and are you just for Oculus? I'm I'm sorry to to ask you that. It's it's just for Oculus. I yes, it is. It is by Oculus, I believe, just oh, okay. on their on their Quest Store. Let's see. Let me skim through this a little bit. It it did only say Oculus through it, um, but it, and I'm pretty sure it's only for them. So that would be great because I know that for Oculus, it, 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 usually, as as I understand from people that was trying to, you know, post things on Oculus, it, it took time, it took a lot of yeah, time yeah. to 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 get there. So yeah, that's really good. Hopefully, yeah, it'll this push should help, more. This should VR hopefully apps. help out with that. So. <laughs> Tony, are are you a VR a VR guy? Have you tried VR? Have you are you a believer? Well, what? I I have my my Oculus here, and and I love uh, I I love Oculus. I love the experience to to play Oculus. As I mentioned to you, it's the, I I I wish to have more time to to play the games. Yeah. Uh, but for example, the 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 game of the of this of the sable or the sable battle, the the one that you mentioned at the beginning the of the. Oh, that's a beautiful game. I love that game. I really love the game. And well, I don't have to talk about the the, the Star Wars games. It's yeah. really amazing. <laughs> I mean, having having the chance to get to Darth Vader in front of me, like like to five centimeters. Oh my God, that was, dude. This is so amazing. Playing the the Star Wars is 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 it has been great. Beautiful game. Yeah. It does. It's, it's been. Like and it's one of the things my kids have loved the most and and it's one of the things that i have really enjoyed about it there's just something about holding a lightsaber right just you have a lightsaber in your hand you feel you feel all powerful and then when you get to see how tall darth vader really is you do kind of shrink a little bit when he shows up in front of you you're like okay i i get you now i get why everybody was scared of you despite all your breathing apparatus i i get it you win and that's when mike started to cry I I, th I think that that uh, I, I've been discussing with other people about the Oculus, the, the no believers on on the on the on the on the VR, and I usually the conversation finish when when I ask, "Have you ever tried VR?" No, I haven't, but I don't think. Then I say, "You know, you have to try it because yeah. when you try, everything changes, and uh, and the possibilities are so big." Are so enormous. The, the the thing about about VR is that you if you want to create a, a nice game, a beautiful game, uh, yeah, you you need some budget to do it. Definitely, 
you you need some some really bu good budget to to do it because you don't want to do things you know halfway. You want to do it great. And I'm not talking about that you know the 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 feeling of having Darth Vader in front of me. But if you're going to do even something on the you know low poly, you have to make it look good. And and you need you need time and you need resources to do it. And I think that yeah, I, I'm 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 dreaming about playing. My, the, the game that I always wanted to create for the for the VR, you know, Oculus. Uh, this is a spoiler. I, I don't know because I'm not I'm not doing it. Uh, but it was like a game. I don't know if you see the movie Ender's Game. And uh, uh -huh. in Ender's Game, there was at, at the end it was a battle when he was using all the ships that were all around, and he was taking decisions and say, "Oh, that should be so good in in, in Oculus. That this got to be a beautiful experience." And uh, yeah. I'm waiting for somebody to do that, really. Yeah, we need Homeworld in VR. That's what yeah. we need. We need Homeworld in VR, because then you'd have it. So. Oh, okay, okay. Because then you'd have it. Yeah, that's what I need. All right, so we will move on. We will talk about, I, I think a lot of people would be mad if I didn't at least mention it. We won't talk about it a lot, but the Mass Effect Legendary Edition is going to be released May 15th, and that comes with Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. So for all those Mass Effect fans that are out there, I know that there's a lot of you out there. Um, we tease you that there's a lot of um, Bioware baggage with the Mass Effect team, with the people that like Mass Effect. But hey, that's going to be released. The first one's going to be kind of like remaster, remade. It's kind of like some fuzzy wordage about that. But everyone that's been waiting to take control of Shepard again, they'll be able to do that on May 15th, and they'll be able to punch a reporter. So that's an inside joke that Mass Effect fans will understand. <laughs> All right, so moving on from Mass Effect, the only other news story we have, and this just came in today, CAGS sent this over through Discord, but the Embracer Group acquired Borderlands maker Gearbox Entertainment for $1.3 billion. So... Embracer Group, if you don't know that name, that's fine. I didn't know it either. But Embracer Group actually has a bunch of studios underneath them. I believe they rebranded from THQ Nordic into Embracer Group. And they have about 5,500 employees all over the place. They own, um, well, Gearbox owns Homeworld. So now Embracer owns Homeworld and Borderlands. And the thing that the Borderlands team or the Gearbox team said is that this will give them extra capital in order to create the games that they want. So it sounds like everyone's going to be able to do a little bit more of the things that they want under this new deal. And $1.3 billion, that's a lot of money. This is, I don't know if this is like something that Microsoft like tried to buy Gearbox because Gearbox would have been like a huge first party get for either Sony or Microsoft. I don't think Nintendo would have been interested because Nintendo just does their own thing. But yeah, this is big. So this is this also means that, you know, Borderlands games probably aren't going to be exclusive to Sony or Microsoft, which is good for all of us. So way to go, Embracer Group. They continue to buy all the things. Yeah, they so they have THQ Nordic, they have GMBH, I don't they have Coke Media, they have Deep Silver, Coffee Stain, AB, Amplifier Games Invest, Saber Interactive, and DECA Games. Um, they have 57 internal games, so 57 internal game development studios in 40 countries like um we, we are not for selling but if, if they're interested <laughs> we can listen any suggestions of them. so please send all um all emails over to woolamgames.com yeah 57 yeah. internal I repeat, games we're not studios. for selling but you know maybe something 
maybe we can figure out something. Everyone has a price, Tony. Everyone has a price. <laughs> All right. So that's the news. So let's go jump into WandaVision and then, yeah, let's talk about some WandaVision. WandaVision. All right, Mike, break it down. Break it down? Are you kidding? That's hand-carved mahogany. All right, so we open in, I still forget the name of this town. Every Westview. Westview. I want to call it like Winchesterton-Fieldville. Why do you want to call it that? Diff- it's from a different movie. We open up on Westview, and we're set in, so this is episode four. We actually don't open up on Westview. We open up on, um, oh man, maybe I forget how we open up. In 2022, open up in 2020, 2021. Like this is this is kind of a shock. The title of the episode is is um. Oh my gosh, Steve, throw me the title of the Hold episode. Hold on, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna take out all this that just happened here, and we're gonna go back in time as if I am Wanda um, controlling this podcast, and we're gonna go back this. in time. So we open While up. You were Monica Rambo wakes up from the blip. Okay, she's in a hospital. Her mother, um, who was friend of Captain Marvel, um, her mother created sword, has been passed away. And Monica apparently was visiting her in the hospital when the snap happened. And half of everyone in the galaxy universe, everyone kind of just uh, faded away. So Monica snapped out during the snap. And then she comes back during what? Everyone is calling the blip now when people come back. Yeah. So she comes back at the hospital and she like, oh man, this is what's going on and looking for help. No one can help her because there's actually a lot of people coming back in this hospital. And when I thought about that, I was like, you know, that had to have been like a crazy time. Like you're just doing yeah. your job. Then all of a sudden people start coming back. Like I'd start like, am I hallucinating? Like what drugs am I on? Am I on? That's pretty scary. Oh, I've thought about this, right? And as as Professor Hulk is bringing everybody back from the snap, I think he has enough sense and wherewithal not to bring people back in the exact state that they left, right? Because Spider-Man Homecoming kind of raises this interesting point. When when everybody starts coming back in the in Homecoming, you see that the band shows up in the middle of a basketball game. Yeah. So it stands to reason that people who were snapped out as they were on an airplane were blipped back in in the middle of the air to fall to their deaths wherever they were flying over. I don't think that right? wants you to think about it that hard, though. <laughs> no, but, but, that's, but that's what they're setting up. And, and everybody knows that Marvel fans do this. Like, we think about this. Okay? So people who were snapped out while driving home from work were blipped back in on on the i5 during rush hour and and we're like mowed over right so this is what i contend i contend that that professor hulk knew what was going on and he said you know what not don't only bring these people back but put them in a safe environment right he's not gonna have people blip back in in life or death situations Okay, so I so I so I kind of have an issue with everybody blipping back in the way that it's been portrayed. Um, but call I me mean, crazy, you, I guess I will call you crazy. But I guess you could still be right because we haven't seen anyone blip back into danger. So you could be right. 
Well, we could speculate. I mean, no, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm speculating that you were correct that no one has died after the blip. They were just like in awkward positions, like on a basketball court playing the um, playing the trombone or the tuba. So well, I'm just saying it's, so, it seems odd. All right. So anyway, so we learned that Monica's mom, who was friend of Captain Marvel, created short created sword um I, I tried to say shield and sword at the same time there but it didn't come out so they created sword which is a weird acronym basically they're fighting off things that are sentient and either come from outer space or created by people like um tony stark so her mom is dead she was the director of sword someone is now directing sword monica reports to sword to say hey i'm going back out into space they said no you're grounded because of the blip this was a protocol that your own mother put into place you have to go to this town to go find the missing person and now tony mike and i have talked a bunch about who this missing person actually is do you have any speculation yourself on who this missing person is that has kicked off this whole like investigation into what's going on in Westview? No. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I need I need I need to be really yeah really you know to the point with you I have no idea what that what that person would be to be honest it's. I have no idea. And, and that's no what idea. I think that's what we're supposed to think, right? We're, we're all not supposed to know who it is and just speculate. I think it's a high level player. I think it might be director Fury or, or Steve even th said he might even think it's Hawkeye because of Wanda's connection with him and kind of the bond that they made in age of Ultron, which would kind of make sense as Wanda's struggling through kind of like the loss a vision, the loss of her brother, we're going to come to find out. And so I think it's someone high level. Yeah. And that, and that was kind of my thing because it is like, it's important enough to send the FBI out there, but also it's like, okay, it's gotta, it's kind of come into place somehow, like who this person is. Obviously it's not important now, but um, right. we also get Jimmy Woo comes in. Jimmy Woo, who was a character over from Ant-Man. Also, I learned that Jimmy Woo has been actually one of the original characters of the Marvel comic run, like way, way, way back from like the 60s. So Jimmy is actually like one of these like huge history in Marvel comics that I didn't know about. So he comes back. I think his character is really great. He's pretty funny. I loved him in the uh, the Ant Man uh, movies. He brings a really cool um, sense of humor to that to that series. So he's back now. Um, it's super fun to see John Krasinski back in uh, back in the MCU. So John Krasinski. I guess I don't know that reference. Maybe I didn't watch The Office enough. But um, so so far, Tony, like, what has been your high level impressions of of Wandavision, going from the sitcom black and white to finally getting some things uncovered for from the show? Have you been enjoying the ride, or is this something that you're like, come on, get to the good stuff? Well, for me, it has been really enjoyable since since the first day. Uh, we we decided that the Wandavision was going to be one of the things that. Uh, me, uh, my two kids, my wife and I, we're, we're going to do on Friday night. And uh, we are enjoying every chapter, every chapter. Because at the beginning, we say, what the heck is happening here? So the second is, what the heck and what is that? And uh, now it's just trying to, to figure out that 
Oh, Wanda Vision is not because Wanda and Vision is because it's the vision of Wanda. So everything is starting to, you know, into into that position. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I have enjoyed. I think my wife and and I more than my kids because we know the story of all those old shows, and we still don't know what is the what is the role of the old shows hear why that's happening but we are enjoying that you know like 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 the parodical way to present this thing and um we are excited about the last the last chapter was really really amazing now i realize as well that my kids are geeks as well because um my my son when 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 he saw the um the 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 character is oh, no this is this is the chill this is the child of the friend of of captain marvel oh that was like too much for me <laughs> and uh and i was proud in that moment because oh you are my son you're <laughs> definitely my son you're even better than me and uh yeah it's 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 happening dude and uh but definitely the, the last chapter was like a Always bringing so that sensation of the Twilight Zone, but you know, extrapolating to Marvel, and it, that's wow! It's it's a it's a beautiful idea of you know them that this character, one of the most powerful characters of, of Marvel, uh, is controlling all this, and maybe this is she's in a way out of control of her own power, maybe trying to recreate a world to herself and you know in and in that same process is recreating something that she don't understand she, she doesn't understand exactly what is happening and I think that's that's amazing what I want to know is what is going to happen with vision when he realizes that I don't exist I really mm -hmm. don't exist so that, that's gonna be really interesting how they're gonna handle that it is interesting. It definitely is setting up for him to have that that kind of somebody's gonna let slip that that hey you actually died buddy you're you're not supposed to be here and that's gonna be a fun moment in the show. I think the showrunners did a great job in putting this episode where it was because because I think if we would have gotten another um, periodical kind of more exposition dump, I think people would have started to trail off because of kind of not knowing what was going. So this episode was great. We see yeah. we see Jimmy and Monica playing around the force field, and Monica sends in a drone to kind of see what's going on. As soon as the drone goes through the force field, we lose all contact with it. And then something that I found was odd was that the drone actually changed into the period, right, yeah. of when it was. And we find the helicopter, and we realize that the helicopter and the drone are one and the same. Monica then pushes her way into the force field, and is sucked in and then becomes part of the cast, quote unquote, right? That Wanda is projecting. Then we cut to then we cut to Darcy showing back up. Darcy from the Thor series. Mm -hmm. She shows up. She has a doctorate now. She's a brilliant person. Um, she has her little quips that she was famous for in the Thors. And and she ultimately ends up setting up a, an old timey TV that is going to start to pick up now the <laughs> TV waves that are being broadcast from Westview. And it turns out that the person writing in the notebook at the end of episode one 
happens to be Darcy, right? So that connection is, is finally made. So now we can kind of see what's going on. And the FBI team get together and they start identifying all these people. And one of the things that is interesting is that is that many of the players that we've seen so far, they were told who they are, were told that they're so-and-so being cast as so-and-so. So there's two kind of personalities going on. One thing that I thought was interesting, though, Steve, was that Agnes, who has played a very large part in the first episodes, wasn't mentioned as they were as they were talking about who is who. So maybe she's the missing person. It is speculated, and I was talking to a friend at work about this, that she actually is a witch. And, and I don't know if that means like a witch like Wanda is a witch. I don't know if it means like she's a witch, she's a witch, burn her, you know, kind of Monty Python thing. But she might be a bigger player than what than what we think versus just, you know, in the in the show. And it's really neat to kind of see how the characters and the actors do this. Um, I can't remember if it was it must have been last episode, two episodes ago when when Wanda and Vision's neighbor was using the hedge trimmers and cutting through the wall and kind of that deadpan face that he gave Vision. Because this all ties in together ultimately, because I was thinking right at the end of the show, and I'm not going to, I mean, we're talking about it. So I'll say we see Vision and he cuts to what he's being called as, uh, what he's being known as, as Gray Vision, right? Where he's got the hole in his head, where Thanos takes the Mind Stone. He has the blank stare eyes. He's lost all his color. He cuts to that for a brief second. Wanda kind of recomposes herself, and then we see Vision is who he is. So I got to thinking, do, do is it just Wanda that sees Vision as Vision, or does everybody see Vision as Vision? And it kind of makes sense that maybe Vision is, is just his corpse being reanimated, because everybody kind of looks at him in an odd way the first time that they see him, kind of like a double take kind of thing. And so I've I'm thinking to myself, you know, that's pretty gross. That's pretty grim. Yeah. <laughs> that to happen, right? Because, I mean, you know, happy world. Here's this dead robot just kind of being lifelessly moved around. No expression other than what Wanda projects on him. So then the world still needs to be flushed out. Are we seeing the things that Wanda sees? Or are we seeing things that everybody else sees? And that's, I think, one of the big mysteries and one of the big hooks for me to kind of figure out. Um, and the rest of the episode is then kind of used to give us all the, the pieces and all the players and how it all kind of works out and sets up the rest of the series with, okay, what happens next? Ultimately, who is the antagonist in this series? We all seem to think that Wanda is one of the heroes, but maybe Wanda is actually the bad guy. Maybe maybe she's not dealing with Vision being gone as well as you would think that she is. Maybe she hasn't processed the death of her brother. And so, and so we see that that's when she kicks Monica out of Westview. So maybe she's not processing that all that well. And then we have the birth of the twins, right? And I'm, and I'm, sure, I'm sure that in, in the comics, we remember... Um, we remember that those twins actually end up having kind of their own kind of story arc 
and and how much of that is gonna come in from the comics so there's definitely a lot of cool stuff going on a lot of things are set up now um i really like jimmy's character he's funny i could watch him for a while he's just he's just kind of the glue that holds it together for me so i'm excited for it no i think the show has been a huge surprise to me like i didn't expect it to captivate me in the way that it has and this being like the first marvel disney plus series like making that transition from the big screen, these huge actors coming to the big screen and being like, okay, this is really, really good. Like I know, like I know there are a lot of people that like Agents of Shield, and I'm not like belittling Agents of Shield, but this is not Agents of Shield. I think this show is mm-hmm. like on a different level than that. But um, it's good. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. But Tony, do you think the kids are real? Like the kids can't be real, right? Like the twins. I say no, dude. I, I say no. I, I get to say no. I, I like the, the theory of, about Wanda moving the body of Vision. Really, That's really creepy. It's, creepy. it's, it's pretty creepy, but it's, it's an interesting theory. I, 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 really, I got to tell you that, that I, I really like it. Uh, because at the end, they, were, they both were created from the Mind Stone. So... Uh, yeah, that's that's something interesting, you know, when you started thinking. But yeah, definitely, I think that that the that's the the kids are just a vision, not the vision, but it's no pun intended. <laughs> exactly. And uh, yeah, I, I I get to assume that overall with the with the quick pregnancy that she has, it was like like sixty minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I have I have to think that they they really don't exist. They are just projections of of their. I, I think her wishes. I think that w- what she's projecting there is that, you know, the, the life that she wanted to have, and uh, and at the end, she discovered that she won't be able to, and and then maybe that pain. She, she's a character that, that has been suffering a lot of pain. If you if you. T- you think about it. They, she lost the, their parents, then then her brother, and then the love of her life. So it's something like, oh, dude, it's like too much for one person, you know, to 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 have so 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 much pain. And I think it's it's a really interesting character. I, I think it was is one is one of my favorites. I when when we saw the the final battle when she gets to to um. um Oh, I forgot. Thanos. 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 Yeah, I, I was like, "Oh, dude, you're going to you you. This is not your day. This is not your day." And it was. I I, I wish that I, I I wish that they see Thanos suffering a bit more from her. Uh, but yeah, well, he, he suffers some. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely. I I don't think these these kids are are real and. Uh, and it's going to be tough for her, but because now she's probably going to lose the kids. Oh my God! I don't oh, know man. what's going to happen. Yeah. It's the end of the universe after that. It is uh, going to be it, tough. It might be. It might be. It may be. Yeah. It's 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 interesting. I have like a deep speculation also that that because of the tie-in from from Captain Marvel, because of because we kind of get sword and the whole space kind of travel thing and missions and thing. I think the. I, I I never pronounce them right. Is it the krill or the krull? The krill. Who are the aliens? Are yeah, they there, krill? There's the krill and the scroll. I, I think the I krill the and the scroll. Oh, Which ones yeah, are the, yeah, it's true. Are. It's true. Yeah, I no, think they I, I might be a part. I'm not sure. 
assume they may be one of the missing real. persons or something. I don't know. Yeah. I guess we will yeah. have to wait to see this Friday. But Tony, I can't we, wait. You, I can't wait for this. You're gonna have to wait. Installments. You're gonna have to wait. But Tony, thank you so much for joining us on episode 158 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. Again, everyone that is listening, please go download the demo on Steam. It'll help for visibility. It'll help um, the team in many, many ways. So go download it. Give it a try. Have fun with it. It's free um, and you will enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. So, Tony, again, thank you very much. And again, I will put all links to the socials and to that in the show notes. So if you want that, you can just find it here in the show notes. But, Tony, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Rusted for all the way from Japan says good luck with the last soul and cheers. And Tony, we appreciate it. And we will have to chat again once you guys get those five levels out. We would love to chat again, and once the game gets funded, I imagine, I have no doubt that it will be funded, and that you guys will find a publisher, and then eventually we'll be able to play Last Soul on Switch, wherever we go. So That's that's fantastic, dude. Let's see that. Let's do All it. Right. So, everyone, thank you very much. Um, be safe, have fun, and um, as always, uh, leave it better than you found it. So, here we go. Thank you for listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Follow us at Freelancer Codex on Twitter or Twitch. Send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com or voice messages to anchor.fm slash freelancercodex slash message. We wish to thank all of our Patreons. We are grateful for you all. See you, oops. See you later, chat. All right.